I am your host, Chuck LaFlange, and please join me while we take a mostly serious look at some realities of addiction and evolving through recovery. All right, well, we've come to another Monday, and that means a Memorial Monday. For you listeners that aren't familiar with the show, this is where we take a audio submission from somebody who has lost a loved one to addiction and or overdose. And today is going to be a little bit different and kind of special in that the person being highlighted was lost to alcoholism and depression. And though we have not done a lot about uh, the addiction to alcohol on the show, I have mentioned uh, numerous times in, in the past months that the difference between alcohol and drugs is legislation, at least in my mind. It would be an injustice to understate how serious the addiction to alcohol can be, nor is it fair to minimize how deadly the disease can be. This week, Flora has submitted a post about her brother, Dave. It's very heartwarming and um, quite frankly, hard to listen to Memorial. I will forewarn you, but it's also a beautiful one. And she, in my mind, has done a great job of doing exactly what the show is trying to do. And that's to let people know that uh, these people that we lose to addiction and overdose are so much more than how they died. And I look forward to sharing that with you very shortly. As always, with a memorial episode, I do like to get the daily chores kind of out of the way first so that um, I can leave you, the listener, with the submission as it is, followed by the song picked by the, uh, the loved one submitting. Is I think it's important to leave everybody with the memory of who that person was as opposed to more of my ramblings. So I guess the first thing we should do is the PSA, the public service announcement. Still brought to you by the bossy bitch until such time as I find somebody who would like to purchase that little bit of real estate within the show. And folks, if you know of a company, individual or organization who would be interested in helping to share the message, please put them in touch with me or me in touch with them. That'd be greatly appreciated. About Narcan, it is the life-saving drug that uh, is used in the event of an opioid overdose. It is used by first responders and individuals alike. It is free. The kits are compact. They're relatively easy to use, and they save lives. They save lives of people who are loved and love, and I think it's a great idea for everybody just to have some kicking around. I appreciate that most of you are never going to be around irresponsible opioid use, and for that I'm quite grateful. However, you never know what it's going to be around you. And whether that's a neighbor knocking on your door or somebody out on the street or you know your kids at a party, who knows? It, there is really no good reason not to have some, in my opinion. And if you can find a good reason that you shouldn't have it, I'll find you five more that say that you should. With that said, if you are unsure where to find free Narcan in your part of the world, please shoot me an email, ashes2awesomepodcast at gmail.com, 
and I'll do the legwork for you. I'll find where you can pick some up for free so that you can just have it around. And hey, guys, tune in tomorrow. We're going to do a follow-up interview with Flora. I do like to do that when it's practical and appropriate. And she's got quite the story, guys. Um, more than just her brother in her life, she's uh, she's got a really fantastic story. And I think uh, I think you'll really enjoy hearing it. So tune in tomorrow for that. Of course, Wednesday, the captain will be back with more of his amazing wisdom and insights and charisma. And, uh, of course, the rest of the week, too, we've always got some, you know, some great content for you. So please continue to come back day over day for something different every day of the week. So we usually save this for the end, but as it is a memorial episode, uh, it's time for my favorite part of the show. That is the Daily Gratitudes. And the Daily Gratitudes are brought to you by the No New Friends podcast. A podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. I use them every week to help me kind of recenter after some of the uh, the harder topics that we discuss on the show and, and things like this memorial episode, for instance. So give them a shout, guys. They're well worth checking out. They're absolutely hilarious. That's the No New Friends podcast. I feel like my first gratitude on a Monday is typically pretty easy to pull out, and uh, that is to the person submitting, in this case, Flora. By the way, that is not her real name. She asked me that I designated her with a name, and that's uh, that's the one that I came up with. So, uh, a big a big thank you to Flora for well, sharing with us and and making herself a little vulnerable because uh, this can be a hard thing to do. I am also forever thankful for my recovery after taking a trip back to uh, back to the city last week where most of my shenanigans in active addiction took place. And and though I made a very big effort to make sure I wasn't around people that, you know, may trigger me or make me think of, of the old times, uh, I did come across some, and I am just so thankful to not be a part of that world anymore. I am so thankful to the support systems around me that, you know, encourage me to, to be the person I am today and to stay the course in my recovery. So... Um, thank you to, uh, and why not a thank you to spring being in the air? It's almost here, guys. It's, uh, spring is by default kind of refreshing and really put some energy back into things. So thank you for that. And as always, guys, thank you to you, the listeners. You are really contributing to my dream, and that is to spread the message to the masses and uh, I couldn't be more appreciative for each and every time one of you listens to an episode or tells somebody else about it. On that note, hey, guys, if you could review my uh, my show on whatever platform that you're listening to, that'd be fantastic, too. I, you know, I hate to ask any more of you than I already do, but uh, if you could do that, that'd be wonderful. It really does go a long way in the ratings, so uh, please do that if you could. All right, one more little note, as I do like to end the show this way. Then this week's submission, followed by the song that Flora has picked to honor her brother's memory. Hey, if you are in active addiction right now, today could be the day. Today could be the day that you start that lifelong journey of healing. Reach out to a friend, reach out to a family member, call into detox, do whatever the hell it is you need to do to start that lifelong journey, because it really is better on the other side, guys. And if you're the loved one of an addict, you're taking the time to listen to my podcast, and for that, I am so appreciative. When it's all said and done, if you could just take one more minute and text that addict and let them know they are loved. Use the words, you are loved. That little glimmer of hope just might be the thing.
that brings him back. Now, without any further ado, here is Flora and her submission about her brother David. I wish the entire world knew my brother Dave like my family and his friends did. I remember thinking that quite a few weeks after his funeral when all these strangers and people around me were just kind of living their lives like his being gone didn't change everything. It's weird. <laughs> They're like smiling and laughing and going to work like my family wasn't completely gutted. And all I really wanted was a hug, but who do you turn to for that hug when you are learning to navigate the grief of the guy that gave the best goddamn pick you up from the floor, squeeze your ribs till it hurt, bear hugs, right? <laughs> My brother, David Chapman, was the main character in, like, every single sense and every setting. He actually dreamt for a long time of being a stand-up comedian, which, oh my god, he could have been. He was so goddamn funny. Like barbecues, family barbecues and fires. He was the guy making everybody laugh. And, oh, he was just so goddamn funny. Stupid voices and jokes and whatever. And also, in his, his friend groups, he was... The one who everybody calls like a best friend or a brother or a sister from another mother. Um, he was just so great. <laughs> uh, after Dave was gone, actually, a friend of his shared a video of him. His best friend's mom had passed away. And at her funeral, everyone was just sort of sitting around really sad. And he just started singing and dancing. Just so ridiculous. Um, the banana boat song that everybody knows so well from Beetlejuice. I mean, how do you not laugh? How do you not laugh at that? Anyway, he just, he couldn't stand to see anybody sad ever, especially if there was like kids involved. Yeah. Dave was the best uncle. I lived in a different province when my children were small, and no matter what, he showed up for every single visit. I mean, like, every single time we flew in, Dave showed up. And he, it, like, he just always had the time for the kids. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about anybody. It was about the kids. He just had time every time for the kids to, like, climb all over his shoulders and... I'm just so grateful for the pictures that I have of him um, when the kids were small. And I think, actually, my favorite part was once the kids went to sleep and they were in bed and we would just sit and talk with like a drink in our hands and we would chain smoke cigarettes on the front steps for hours on end, like... When I really miss him, that's the memory I love the most. Those open and raw conversations when all the secrets come out. Like, just stuff you, you wouldn't dare to tell a soul, except maybe your brother or your sister. Yeah, I really miss those. 
Dave, God, he was amazing. He was an amazing father. There wasn't a single thing that meant more to him than being a dad. He was the first of the siblings to have a child. And when I say beaming with pride, I mean, even today, I don't believe he's left her. He hasn't. Like, there's no way he's left her side. That kind of love isn't broken in this realm, right? I mean, it just can't be. And for all of his intentional comedy, sometimes he was just funny because, well, we all would just say, well, that's Dave. (laughs) Um, We went to Vegas once and he ventured off alone and came back with a baggie of oregano proud as hell that he found pot in Vegas by himself and nothing bad happened. But like, darling, you're in your thirties. Like, shouldn't you know better? But I mean, it, it was funny because like it's Dave, right? Okay. So now I have to tell you a couple of more. He was at work one time and they had to stay late to do inventory. So him and his co-workers went outside to smoke a joint. And when they came back in, he started running over piles of tires. Like, I mean, like jumping, running over with his feet, giant piles of tires. And uh, he fell through them, <laughs> straight through the middle. And he twisted his neck like really bad. And like he, he needed an ambulance. He immediately told EMS when they got there, um, that he was really high on marijuana <laughs> and, and wanted to call the police to see if he had any warrants for his arrest. It's still like a super funny story to this day, especially for dad. But anyway, so much for workers comp. He also like one time at work had a propane tank emergency and while well, everyone else got the hell out of the way, like you should, he stuck his hands right in there, like right into the freaking propane and had propane burn so terrible. You could hardly make out fingers like for weeks. You could hardly make out fingers. Anyways, it, it wasn't even like a question of brave or stupid. It was just funny because it was Dave, right? Yeah. So my brother He also called everyone at midnight on their birthday without fail. And he sang to their machine. (laughs) The first birthdays we had without him were pretty hard. But his daughter shared with us a recording of one that he sang to her. So I listen to that every year, just once. I mean, I don't want to overdo it and keep it just for the occasion that it was meant to be. It's not like I would have heard it any other time when he was still here. So I just keep it. My brother Dave suffered from depression and his drug of choice was spiced rum. A lot of times on those steps at night, he would tell me he didn't feel like he measured up like the rest of us, that he was the black sheep and was never going to be good enough. I understood what he was saying, but never really understood why. Like, I didn't feel like we 
made him feel that way. He just felt that way. So, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> there was a night that he climbed up on the edge of a bridge and threatened to jump. <sighs> gonna pull myself together here for a moment. So the police were called and they, they grabbed him and they took him to the hospital. It was a really short stay, um, but they let him go with a couple of prescriptions and they let him go into my parents' care. My parents asked, like, what are the prescriptions? And they were told because of doctor-patient confidentiality, you know, it prevented the information, which is fine. Like, he's an adult, right? <laughs> and, yeah, after that, for a few days, oh, my God, he was great. Like, I was even on speakerphone. Well, he was at mom and dad's, and my niece was there, and they were having a bit of a game night. It, it just, it sounded so happy. And then the next morning, my brother was gone. He drank a Mickey or maybe more of spiced rum and swallowed as many of the antidepressants and volumes that he could that the hospital had given him. And they, they kind of handed him a loaded gun and... I'll just say, I guess never really forget the sound of my sister's voice that morning when she had to make the most, like, awful call to me after receiving one herself. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm really good at talking about my brother in a conversation and then to like have to record myself, maybe not so great. <sighs> like I, I just think so often standing up at his funeral in front of hundreds of people, there was hundreds of people like, we were the first to walk in, of course, because we're family. And when I got up to speak, the entire room was packed full. I mean, into the hallway and outside of the doors. And I had a moment, and I just kind of froze. It was kind of a conversation to him. Like, how can you not feel this? How can you not know this many people love you and feel your absence? Oh, jeez. <laughs> like you're never as insignificant as you might think the harder part which you wouldn't think maybe there could be came a bit after um, it turns out he had texted his best friend and said I might have fucked up straight after he he took those pills and his best friend didn't see it 
and the torture of that I couldn't even imagine. Like I tried to stay in touch with him for a while, but at some point he he just disappeared. Like he was, his best friend was so suicidal and he just disappeared. I, I to this day don't know what happened and I wish I did. I guess I think that what I want to get across is that you matter. No one cares at the end of the day. But you consider awful. They love you. They just love you. And don't leave them behind. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you. Softly creeping Left it seems while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence Loose dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Neath the halo of a street lamp I turned my color to the cold and damp When my eyes were stemmed by the flash of a Silence